Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to HealthWise 360 with Christy Cordingly. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to this episode of HealthWise 360, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I'm your show host, Chrissy Cordingly, and you'll be able to see this interview on In the Limelight TV, which is distributed on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and 100 other smart TV apps. The audio version of this interview can be heard anywhere you get your podcasts. And today I'm super excited. I'm interviewing the one and only Pitts Quattro, innovative player, builder, inspiring teacher of the ancient native Australian instrument, the didgeridoo. Since the early 1990s, Pitts has honed his chops and credentials and become the go-to guy for the didgeridoo. He's brought the healthy pleasures of didge playing to thousands of kids and adults worldwide. Pitts writes songs from tragic to comic, is a dynamic frontman and endears audience with his diverse musical performances. He truly is one of a kind. So welcome to the show, Did. Uh, I almost called you Did. sorry, Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. It's great to be with you today. Thanks for the invitation. We're so excited to learn about this. So let's just start with what is a didgeridoo? I mean, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's that noise in the Survivor theme, right? So... <laughs> It's in there, yeah. It's pretty much anything having to do with Australia, you'll hear the didgeridoo underneath it. For sure. So what is it and how is it used traditionally? Because it's it's a healing instrument, not just a musical or entertainment style of instrument, correct? It is. And I'll start off by playing for a few seconds. Me too, uh, yeah, perfect. To give your audience a, a chance to see and hear this thing. That's so interesting. It's so beautiful. Like it. It's a nice, um, it's got a real calming vibe to it, right? The low notes. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it sure does. Well, the didgeridoo is the world's oldest musical instrument. It comes from Northern Australia in an area called Arnhem Land. If you look at a map of Australia, straight dead center, go all the way up to the top. And just to the east of the city of Darwin, there's this whole big area right there. It's called Arnhem Land. That's where the didgeridoo was born. And how the didge is used traditionally is around the fire at nighttime, there's someone either telling a story or singing a story. And then there's two or three dancers imitating the movements of what's happening in the story. And then there's one, sometimes two, didgeridoo players imitating the sounds of what's happening in the story so yeah it's their job they're like the sound effects team <laughs> <laughs> so uh it's the oldest sound effects machine uh, that uh, that i know of and, uh, the word, oh, the word didger- go ahead i'm sorry no you go ahead keep going okay the word didgeridoo first of all it's not even an aboriginal term it was made up by the first Europeans who showed up in Australia and saw and heard this instrument for the first time. They didn't know what it was, what to call it. So they made up a name based on the sound, Automatopoeia didgeridoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> didgeridoo, didgeridoo, didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, depending on where you are in the country, uh, the didge has uh, a few different traditional names. The one term that's accepted pretty much uh, uh, broadly is the word yidiki or yadaki, 
And that's spelled Y-I-D-A-K-I, Yeraki. Yeah. And in some areas, Yeraki means short or small didgeridoo. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Is it becoming more common now to use the traditional names than the European names? Or is it still really used as a didgeridoo? Well, it's. I think both are accepted. I mean, you can ask different folks in the uh, in the <laughs> Aboriginal community, and you'll get different answers yeah. on that. My Aboriginal buds are cool with calling it the didgeridoo or dig mm -hmm. for short. So, um, but yeah, it's accepted. That's awesome. Good. So, when did so? How did you become involved with this beautiful instrument? What drew you to it, and where did you first hear one? Hmm. Well, I've always liked strange, interesting, wacky sounds. And <laughs> so going back to grade school, I was always the kid in the back of the room making all the weird sounds, trying to get people to laugh, the class clown. That was me. Um, <clears throat> and then fast forward to, uh, I don't know, 20 years later, it was in the 80s when the Crocodile Dundee movies came out. And mm -hmm. so you can hear the dig underneath pretty much a lot of the scenes and uh, so I first heard it, I was like, oh man, what is that sound? It is so cool. Mm -hmm. So I finally figured out what it was. And then um, a few years later, my wife, Amy, got me a didgeridoo for Christmas. It was the Christmas of 1993. And uh, there was, the internet really wasn't totally happening at that point, but she got a hold of a, a world music uh, instrument catalog, a mail order catalog, real print, <laughs> hard copy, <laughs> everything. Wow, and, uh, so she found a didgeridoo in there so cool. and she ordered it for me. And it was it was an, a, more of a novelty dig. It was about three feet long and they should be a little bit longer for the get the, to get the correct tone, but it was playable. And the cool thing, the extra cool thing was it came with an instructional cassette. So, oh, yeah. and, and that was really helpful. The guy did a great job explaining things. I couldn't really see what he was doing. So that was, there was no YouTube then where I can just dial up the, the video. But um, that's how I got my start with uh, the instructional cassette. That's amazing. So is it like so i've played woodwinds and i played brass before in life like do you play other instruments is has music been a part of your thing and is it is it like learning a new embouchure of the mouth uh yes to everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, i've always music grabbed me when i was three years old in 1965 when i saw my uncle jumping around in his underwear playing <laughs> air guitar to the rolling stones <laughs> So that was that blew my mind and I still remember it. Uh, so I was like, wow, I want to be part of that and, and do that for people and make yeah. them feel good. So um, but uh, so later, um, what was the question again? Uh, is it um, like, was it easy to learn or is it ah. like an embouchure? Could you relate it to something else that you were playing? Yeah, uh, I've always played uh, drums and percussion, and oh, uh, I never, I don't have a brass uh, or uh, woodwind background. So the embouchure is, it's kind of tricky. Uh, it's not real tight and pressured like a trumpet player would do. It's almost like what a tuba player would do or a trombone player with the slide all the way extended. It's a really loose and wide open. Your lips are like vibrating inside the... They're actually flapping inside. Oh, like, yeah. 
Yep. So that gives you, an, a, eventually you'll get the solid, nice drone foundation. And that's, that is your foundation. Once you nail the drone in one breath, you don't have to do the breathing thing yet. In one breath, you get that drone and then you can start adding all kinds of really cool sound effects with your tongue by bending the pitch with your mm -hmm. tongue. You can do rhythms with your tongue and you can also bring in your voice over top of the drone yes, to harmonize really or yeah. sing unison with that drone. Hmm. So interesting. It's really mm -hmm. interesting. So what are the health benefits of playing the didgeridoo? Well, there's, there's a lot of health benefits. Number one, in order to get that drone I was talking about, you yeah. must be relaxed. You gotta be totally calm. You can't force it like, oh, I really, really want to play this thing. <laughs> like it's the opposite of that. It's nice and so that's the first thing. You, you gotta relax, your heart rate goes down, your breath rate goes down. So it, it automatically gets you in that mode. So that's the first thing. And then um after a while, you can uh, get your get your drone happening and a lot of people come to me and want to play a dig and they're either sleep apnea sufferers or they're just interested in in the dig so if you're you're getting one breath in the beginning i tell my students first off get that drone happening and time it and then do in practice every day 15 20 minutes and then the following week do that same one breath thing and time it and every time it gets longer and longer and longer so it immediately starts opening up the capacity of your lungs and more air coming in and more air going out so that's the number one health benefit right there you also practice circular breathing, which I don't know if people outside of music would understand what that is, but it's because sometimes when musicians hold really long wind notes, they think it's just they've, they've just held their breath for so long, but there's actually a technique. Could you just share a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. And uh, tying that in with more uh, health benefits yeah. is in 2005, the British Medical Journal published a study uh, from a scientist in Switzerland who had 25 sleep apnea patients. He brought in a didgeridoo teacher and he taught them how to play. And so they played for six days a week, half an hour a day for four months. And at the end of that four months, their sleep apnea episodes dramatically decreased or totally went away. Mm. And it's been explained to me from uh, I'm not a healthcare uh, health uh, uh, healthcare professional, so it's been explained to me from doctors that what happens is in the muscles in your throat when someone has sleep apnea, they kind of tend to get loose and flabby and obstruct the airway. So when you're playing didgeridoo, you're giving those muscles a workout especially now we get to circular breathing, especially in the circular breathing, the breath transition, that really works those muscles down in here. It's like internal push-ups for those muscles and uh, they get back into shape, nice and strong and straight. 
no longer obstructing the airway so they can breathe more freely. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and the circular breathing thing in a nutshell. So I'm playing, right? Eventually, I'm going to need air for air. my lungs. <laughs> so, so what I do is uh, I catch some air in my cheeks on its way out. And then a split second, I squeeze my cheeks in to empty my mouth. Just like that. So I'm not actually breathing out. I'm just emptying my mouth with my cheek muscles. And that's the split second opportunity I have to breathe up my nose. So it's like this, one big circle. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that two or three, four times in a row while I'm playing uh, because I have to get my capacity back up. Yeah. So what that allows is it that little flaps your lips for a second, keeps the music going, and then you breathe up your nose. The music is continuous and you breathe while you play. Mm -hmm. I actually find it really hard. That's something I've never been able to master. So I don't know. <laughs> Just we have a flabby, flabby larynx. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's anybody can do it. And yep. I've taught thousands of people. It's oh. all about cheek muscles and timing. Yeah. And there's great exercises for both of those things to build up that cheek, those cheek muscles, and then get the timing of it. And then we put it all right on the face. And then we apply it to the didgeridoo. Yeah, that's amazing. I also kind of laughed when you talked about getting stressed, like, oh, I want to play this, because that's I've always played wind instruments. Now I'm trying to play the ukulele, and I'm getting mad that it's not coming so quick. So I'm like, my hand is like a claw, and I'm like, well, that's not going to work if I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. fret and stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about your personal story with the didgeridoo. We, we sort of learned how you how you found it, how you discovered it, what you love about it. But how did it actually save you? Well, this instrument, uh, yes, it did save me. And I owe a lot to this hollowed out tree branch. A dig is a hollowed out tree branch, termites eating out the center of a tree limb from eucalyptus branches. So, um, yeah, it, the dig came to me at a, a critical time in my 20s. And uh, it showed me a healthy lifestyle over a dark path, which I was beginning to head. And uh, luckily I was awake enough to realize like, hey, this instrument is really cool. And it, this could be something really good for me. And uh, so I luckily, <laughs> I went the didgeridoo path and not the drugs and alcohol path where I was heading down and potential criminal activity. <laughs> so, um, cause I saw some of my friends go down that road and it, it's a dead end. So I was like, all right, cool. I don't play sports. I play this instrument. You know, sports isn't my way out. It's it's the didgeridoo. So I, I took that path and I'm so thankful I did because it 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 did save me. It gave me a healthy lifestyle. And now I've been at this for a long time. And now it's given me a, a career yeah. <laughs> and a purpose. And my my mission is to share this instrument with as many people as I can to help whoever I can, maybe in situations like I was in, or they're in totally different situations. This instrument is all positive. There's nothing bad about the didgeridoo. It's no. all positive. Yes. So maybe share um, one of your favorite workshop moments or 
playing moments where, you know, you really connected with the audience or something that you felt, wow, I'm so excited that this brought me to this opportunity to participate. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know there's okay. lots, um, yeah. 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 The, the ditch takes me all over the world, literally. I mean, it's taken me to, it, it's taken me to uh, Greenland, Africa, all around the United States. So one of my favorite moments was when I was in Senegal, West Africa, uh, with my buddy Masamba Jope, who is the talking drum master of Senegal. He's also in Baba Mall's band and the lead drummer in the Wakanda Forever Black Panther soundtrack mm-hmm. stuff. Masamba is a big deal in the world music world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's a buddy of mine and he <laughs> he took me to his granddaughter's elementary school to show them the didgeridoo and he was hanging close by so he can translate for everyone. Um, so what I learned was as soon as I start playing, kids love the didgeridoo. That's the thing. They love the didgeridoo and it doesn't really matter where they're, they're from or what language they speak. It doesn't matter. So I started playing in that in that classroom in uh, in Dakar, Senegal, and I start playing and the kids, everyone, they, they totally light up and they some of them like rush me. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they come towards me <laughs> and they want to touch and grab the didge as I'm playing because it's it's like a magnet, man. It's got serious power and people just people who feel it, they really know it. And like they, they they're connected to the didgeridoo and they get even if they never heard it before, they just feel like, wow, that is, I love that. I don't know what it is, but I want I want to hold on to it. Yes, yes, it is. It's such a natural tone. And again, those bass notes, like it's just, it's very, you feel very connected to the earth, I feel, when you listen yeah. to it, which is, yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So what else do you do with your didgeridoo? Wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been at this for a while. So I make instruments. Uh, uh, they're available on my website. I teach lessons one-on-one and uh, as well as group lessons online or in person. Mm-hmm. I go to schools around the world. Uh, I go to retreat centers. And I also perform my original music. I grew up in the Philadelphia area in the 60s and 70s. So that's the music I grew up with, like rock, funk, soul, Motown, psychedelic stuff, the Philadelphia sound, all those things. That's my background. I'm not an Australian guy. I grew up outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. so. I'm playing this ancient instrument, so I, I love to put it into all these different musical settings that are my background and other backgrounds. Like I went to Africa. I, I'm a guy from, I live in Vermont now for the last 25 years. So I play this ancient instrument from Australia and <laughs> I'm a Vermont guy. And then I go over to Senegal. So I'm getting this ancient instrument hopping a couple continents yeah. <laughs> and bringing this really cool old instrument into West African music. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. So that's one of my, th- I love putting the didge in various musical settings and including my own, which have all those influences I mentioned. And uh, so I, I like really fun, funky, cool, danceable, moving type of music in and my music is that it's been featured on the Jimmy Fallon the Tonight Show, in uh, and NPR National Public Radio here in the states is 
as well as the Dr. Demento legendary radio show. So, <laughs> um, he, and Dr. Demento is the guy who helped out Weird Al, if you you know about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it, it just, it shows, it must feel like, wow, I'm obviously on the right path. And what a blessing it's been to be connected to this instrument and these experiences. Because yeah. you're, now you're guided to share. It's, it's just an awesome experience. Would you like to share a little about the instruments behind you? Because you've got yeah, a few sure. different shape sizes and, and designs of them. Would you like to share a little bit about them? Yeah, sure. These are some instruments I made. Um, this one here is actually my wife decorated this oh, one. Beautiful. Oh, I love the turn. Pretty much any, oh, didger, any hollow tube can be a didgeridoo. It just has to be the right specifications. And this one started as a cardboard mailing tube. I was going to say, I, I, I know my son has tried to make didgeridoos out of paper towel rolls and things, but. Yeah, that's yeah. all this one is. Oh, has a great cool. sound for a cardboard tube. That's wild. Some of the wider bodied instruments, the, yeah. the uh, mouthpiece and the other end needs to be shrunken in the diameter so it fits your mouth while you're playing. And a lot of people use beeswax to shrink that diameter down. I'm not a big fan of the beeswax, but for this particular instrument, it's totally needed. And uh, this one here, what I do for my mouthpieces is I just shape and form the one end of the tree branch. Ooh. So it's a natural mouthpiece. It doesn't need to be altered in any way. And it's much easier to play. So this one, I, I drill mine out with a, a big, long... Uh, electrician's drill bit mm -hmm. and then I flip it around and then I'll go in the other end to complete that tunnel and sometimes I'll do like nice sponge painting and do a few sections and this one is from a bamboo patch down the road from where I used to live in Pennsylvania oh, cool. and bamboo makes a good sounding ditch but it's finicky stuff you really have to know how to handle it and I finally figured out how to handle it <laughs> and make good instruments out of it for it took me many years. So this one, I that just, one has a bend in it as well. Does that change the sound? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it makes it a little bit longer. So it's yeah. going to be a little bit deeper, deeper. bassier sounding than a straight one. And I just burned some designs into it with a blowtorch. Oh, cool. Yeah. And this one is a, another thing. This one grows right around here in Vermont. It's a really toxic thing when it's alive. Yeah. It's called, <laughs> It's called cow parsnips, but it grows totally hollow all in one cool. season. So I handle it very carefully when I harvest it after the first couple frosts. I'll go and, and clear it out and cut it down and bring it inside. And I don't touch it till the following spring because it has these really nasty oils like uh, poison ivy times oh, 10. Yeah. But it, it's really fragile. So I, I coat it with a few coats of shellac a little mouthpiece and it makes a great sounding ditch. So any natural, natural uh, hollowed out branch or stalk, I'm totally game to play with. Sometimes I make them out of uh, sunflower stalks if the stalk is wide enough and long enough. That's so interesting. That's really interesting. Um, so where can people find you and listen to your music and uh, attend maybe one of your workshops or presentations? Sure. Well, there's tons of information on my website. If you want to just hear my music, just ask your smart speaker to play Pitts Quattrone and then bang, I'm, I'm right there. But my website has all that's the, the home base for everything. 
and it's just my name.com and that's pitzquatron.com that's spelled p-i-t-z-q-u-a-t-t-r-o-n-e pitzquatron.com or if you just google uh vermont didgeridoo or vermont didge yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like the first 75 things that pop up <laughs> So, I imagine you're a bit of a niche in Vermont, so. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a, a small state and it's a very low population state. I mean, there's only 600,000 people in the entire state. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the didgeridoo guy in Vermont. And, uh, but I'm willing to go out into the world and, and share this instrument with everyone. It's, it's not just my instrument. It's not even my instrument. It's it's the Aboriginal people of Northern Australia. It's their instrument. I'm just a messenger and transporting this ancient instrument for all good around the world. Yeah, that's wonderful. Are there any last thoughts or ideas you want to share with our audience before we wrap up today? Yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, we can do lessons online. And a lot of people come to me that are sleep apnea sufferers because they're looking for an alternative. And what happened with that study, the big study a while back, it was deemed the, the conclusion was that playing the didgeridoo is an effective treatment alternative. So a lot of people who don't like the CPAP mask, they come to me looking for help. And it's a commitment to play the didge. It's not like taking a pill or putting a mask on, mm -hmm. but it has its serious benefits of there's First of all, no insurance company involved. <laughs> There's no drugs involved. And you're playing, you're getting to learn to play this really cool instrument. So it has so many benefits. And th that's really one of the, my main focuses is, is teaching folks how to play. That's amazing. That's, that's a big benefit. Sleep apnea is becoming quite prevalent. So that's amazing. So thank you so much for your time, Bits. Uh, we'll make sure all your information's on the show notes. And we just really appreciate you being on the show today. Great. Well, thanks for having me, Chrissy. My pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks for listening to this episode of HealthWise 360 here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends.